0: So you guys may think I've gone crazy and screwed something up, but with tonight being the anniversary episode and the importance of the things that happen in this episode, I wanted to release this so that we could talk about it because it's probably going to be a talking point given as what happens. So enjoy this week's episode a day early. Hit the link tonight at about 8:30 p.m. Eastern time. You'll come over to my Twitch channel. And you can talk about stuff that happens with us, which is going to be great. And then come on the Discord and have all your minds blown, just like everybody else, because it's also going to be great. So yeah, enjoy the episode a day early. So we open up with Mary Sue driving her car away from the rest of the group. Mm Mm-hmm. Where are you heading? Because you have...
1: A restrained Howard in the passenger seat of the car with me. And Mary Sue is going to head to Scrapper's and find a uh, quiet part of the scrapyard. I picture it with, like, the stacks of beat-up old cars.
0: Are you telling Scrapper that you're coming by with a captive?
1: Mary Sue's probably just going to message him, Hey, need to come by the scrapyard, have some business first, and then I need you to get rid of my car.
0: He's going to get your message and will say that I'll meet you out front.
1: Okay, that's fine.
0: You'll drive a little while, then pull up outside the scrapyard. Mm -hmm. As you pull up, your headlights scanning across the front of his little setup that he's got here. They will come to rest on Scrapper as he unfolds his arms and comes up next to the side of your window. Are your windows tinted? No. He looks in, sees Howard, stands there for a second, giving you the rolling his hand to roll down the window.
1: I've rolled a window.
0: He'll stoop down, hands on the knees so his big old head is kind of right where your head's at. Motion in towards
2: the unconscious form. This is the second time. You're bringing unconscious people here.
1: Scrapper. He's fine. I'm just... I just need to have a private conversation with him and then when we're done I think it's time I get a, a, a new vehicle. This one's kind of... Hot. Okay. I was gonna say just kind of been used a lot on the job, but hot. And maybe you could just, I don't know, whatever you do to cars to just make them go away.
0: He'll do that thing where you rub the fronts of your teeth with your tongue, just like, and then he'll stand up and go over to the big fences and start pulling it open, allowing you inside and to the back.
1: Okay. Yeah, she'll navigate through the scrapyard and just try to find a quiet dead-end location where her and Howard can talk. Sure.
0: He will walk along with you as you go through the scrapyard, waiting for you to park.
1: Uh, She'll park. She'll get out. Scrapper, this is kind of a, a private conversation.
2: He'll stand there for a minute and cross his arm. I'm kind of a private person. What is your intention here?
1: My intention here is to talk to my friend, get some information from him through conversation alone, and then let him go on his way. I just needed to do it alone, though, because the others are just kind of not thinking clearly right now.
0: He'll unfold his arms. He'll go over to one of the junked up cars, pull open the door and fiddle in there with a second and pull out one of the car seats. And he'll put it down in this little clearing in all of the wreckage. And then he'll turn to walk away, make it a couple of steps, look back over his shoulder at you with a little bit of a questioning look.
1: As he turns again to walk away, she'll kind of run up to him and tap him on the shoulder. Oh, Scrapper, do you have um a knife or or something to to cut with?
0: He will look a little confused at that.
1: Well, he's No, no, Scrapper, no. He's he's got um they put plastic restraints on him and I I just wanted to to cut them so he wasn't bound anymore. What do you think I was going to do, Scrapper? Just
2: You're bringing a strange man into my yard to ask pointed questions and then you ask me for a knife.
1: Scrapper, have you ever seen me do a violent action?
0: He's just going to look at you for a second, shift his weight to reach into his pocket, and he'll pull out a multi-tool. Mm-hmm. It's a troll-sized multi-tool, so it's probably a a two-hander for you. He's having this conversation with you, looking back towards the car. I'm going to roll some dice. Michael, what are you doing in this situation where Mary Sue has walked away from the car, presumably leaving one of the doors open. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I would have to be sitting there watching her, seeing what she's doing. Arms crossed. Invisibility and hush would be active. I'll make eye contact with Scrapper because I'm not presuming that I'm going to fool him. And then I'm just going to be literally eyeballing
0: Howard. Are you staying in the car or are you getting out of the car? No, I will get out of the car. Okay. So he'll look back from the car look down to you, Mary Sue, and is that all you need? Yep.
1: Thank you, and I I will um, I'll get these right back to you as soon as I'm done.
0: He'll give you a small nod and then walk back off on his way before he was interrupted.
1: Okay, so Mary Sue will turn back around. She'll get back in the car and unclip Howard's restraints, and she will then get back out of the car, sit on the hood, and just wait for him to come to.
4: What do you have me in Mary? Am I like in the the chair in a dark room?
1: No, you are sitting in her Mercury Comet in the passenger seat, now no longer restraint.
4: Really uncomfortable still, yes.
1: When you wake up, you will just see yourself in the middle of basically a scrapyard with beat-up cars all around, and Mary Sue just sitting on the hood of her car, and it's dark. i like
4: work my jaw a little bit, I probably have horrible dry mouth, a hell of a headache. Oh, God. What the... The hell man oh. what is this mary is that you god what happened did did that hillbilly shoot me <sighs>
1: get out of the car walk around stretch your legs you'll feel better
4: yeah yeah i think i will howard takes her suggestions a little cautious as he gets out takes in his surroundings it's night it's a junkyard i've probably never been here in my life got to be massaging like my shock wounds or bullet holes or whatever was left in me. You want to fill me in on this, or should I just call a cab?
1: Well, uh, first, there's no lasting wounds. You're you're fine. No lasting wounds. A little sore.
4: I was just unconscious. I, I I. No, I'm just giving you shit. You know how many times you go unconscious with this job? I mean, at least twice a week. I swear, it's fine.
1: Okay. All right. There's a a chair. Why don't you take a seat? I just wanted us to talk.
4: I see. Doing this one-on-one away from the others.
1: I mean, unless you want the hillbilly to shoot you again.
4: I think Howard understands what's being set up here. Okay, why don't you get this off your chest? I've been expecting... Well, I wasn't expecting this, but I've been expecting something like this, you know? Didn't think a little, you know, after-action report, a little post-mission courtesy that would hold? Go on. Say what you have to say. Let's hear it.
1: The others seem to think that you had a hand in what happened to us at Paradynamics, and I don't know for sure if you did. So first I'd like to start there.
4: Your friends are right. Of course I had a hand in that. That was my job. Brag up that company.
1: Okay. So, seeing as how I'm new and, and you're pro at this, just learning the jobs. You go and you, you meet with somebody, and, and they give you said job. Is that what happened with you?
4: Yeah. Standard standard setup. You got a Johnson, you got a team. Someone tells you what they want. It's up to us to make it happen.
1: Okay, and and you did. You did a fine job. Oh, don't
4: blow smoke up my ass. What do you really want to know about this?
1: I want to know where the meat was, and I want to know who hired you.
4: <sighs> now, you seem like a smart lady. You seem like you're picking this up really well. So why don't you just get it out of the way? Why you think I would give up That kind of information. I don't know if you know this, but the whole anonymity, the deniability, the secrecy, it's kind of baked into the whole Shadowrunner concept. What do you think about that, Mary? Or maybe I was mistaken when I thought you were the quick one here. You were the smart one.
1: Mary's going to nod her head. She's going to slide off the hood of that Mercury Comet. She's going to walk up to Howard. From behind her back, she will pull out a Ruger Super Warhawk. Okay. Okay. So, Howard, I'm... We're moving into that part already. No, we're not, I hope. I really don't want to move into that part, but I remember you saying something about professional courtesy, and and I'm trying to give you that.
4: After you shot me in the back.
1: I sh- didn't shoot you in the back.
4: Your rigger friend did it. It's as good as you doing it, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Really? How do I know
4: this isn't all part of a plan
1: all of you cooked together? Because those guys don't let me plan anything, so believe me, they're not involved, <laughs> Howard. I just want to know who you met. I just want to know where you met that's it
4: or what you going to shoot me? No, bury my body here in the scrapyard.
1: I would never do that to the owner of the scrapyard. no, but I don't plan to kill you. I don't want to kill you. I just want to know, but you're being aggressive, and I feel I feel I need to protect myself.
4: You are breaking every code of conduct here by asking me who my employers were, who my teammates were. This is inexcusable. There is a way things are done when you shadow run Mary. There is a there is a process. And if you diverge from that process, it all falls apart. It's no fun for everybody. The old honor among... You understand that I take this job seriously?
1: I do. I do. I'm realizing that. Are you going to tell me what I'm asking? Are you going to tell me what I want to know?
4: Give me a reason to.
1: I just I just want to know who ruined my life that i didn't choose this i didn't want to be this howard i had plans big plans and now a lot of things have happened to me that i never ever wanted to have happen and there are nights now that i can't even get through without waking up in terror so i just want to know who did it i just want to put a name or a face to it all howard that's all you may have chosen this life i didn't and you know why he takes
4: big breath. Kind of feels like he's looking at you in a whole new way. Or maybe he's really seeing you for the first time. <sighs> Let me tell you what. Mary, I can tell you what you want to know. But I want you to do something for me. What? You're the smart one here. The rest of those bozos back at the warehouse? They're disposable. They're nobodies. They either don't understand how this works, or they are just not built for it constitutionally. They will drag you down. They will... Buck up your jobs. They will get you killed. Put all that behind. You want to get serious about this? You tell me you're going to walk out on those anchors around your neck. You do that, and you be serious about it. I want to see something genuine from you. And maybe we can talk.
1: She'll nod her head, turn around, slowly walk back to her car, lean up against it, put the gun back where it was holstered. If you tell me who did this to us, and you let me and the others... Get whatever revenge we want. Once that's done, I will drop that team and pretend like they no longer exist. And if you have jobs or you know other people that could use my service or my talent, then I will definitely go that route.
4: That's if thens buts once I pull off this big score with these unstable losers, I'd no, no, no. That's that's bullshit.
1: They have a right too to get their revenge.
4: You don't have a right to revenge in this city. You don't have a right to a goddamn thing. Who do you think you are?
1: Okay, then let me put it this way. Many of them want the revenge. I just want to know who.
4: Doesn't matter. It's not going to make you feel better. It's just going to fuck up things for my end and your end, especially your end.
1: Why especially my end?
4: Some answers you just don't want to find out. kind of games these people play? What if it's all for nothing? That this was moving a decimal point in someone's paycheck. That your life is really that disposable? I could have told you that for free. You don't want to know. I don't want to give it up. I do that. Could put me out of business forever. And for what? For some vengeance quest? No. No thank you, sister. You know, you really are just a freaking amateur. I tried to give you all the benefit of the doubt. I thought, this story's too crazy. These people are all out here doing this? But no. No, this is... Yeah. This is exactly what I thought it was going to be. Uh, thank you very much, but good night. I'll just see myself out, miss. Fuck you very much. And Howard gets up, turns to walk out of this junkyard because no one's stopping him.
1: No, Mary Sue won't stop him. She'll just lean against the car, head down.
0: We dramatically cut over to the front of the scrapyard. Michael. Yes. You mentioned to me that you... We're going to go talk to Scrapper. Yes. So you are outside of his little office, still with your spells up. What would you like to do?
3: I saw him go in the office, correct? Yeah, I presume
0: you followed him all the way back. I'd drop the invisibility for him, and I'd knock on the door. takes a couple of seconds, and Scrapper will open the door, give you a nod, and step back to allow you inside, where you will see two cans of Hurlg on his little kitchen table. I'll
3: look at the two cans and smile, kind of l- licking my chops a little bit. You know, Scrapper, one would almost say you were expecting me. The
2: Mercury Comet doesn't sag that far to one side, unless somebody of significant size is sitting in it. Case in point.
3: Copy. Um, I don't have a lot of time. Things could be out of my hands as it stands. But I wanted to at least come to you and let you know. I'm intending on murdering that guy He's not walking away from here alive If you would rather I wait Until I'm off of your property I will respect your wishes But I want to at least respect your standing As my friend And make sure that it's okay if I do
0: this Here or if I wait He'll crack open that hurl And he'll pass it to you And he'll pick up the other one and crack
2: that open Take a chug out of it, out of respect You and your friends have come a long way Forcibly so are you sure that this path
3: keeps you with your friends? Not one of them understands that I'm here. Not one of them knows that I'm here. As far as I'm concerned, I stormed out on Boz, on the rest of the group, when insinuations were made. If it keeps me with the group or if it breaks me up from the group, that's, that's you know, that's the frag of it. This man ruined my life. He ruined their lives. He let a vampire loose on me, and caused a really good friend to become infected, and henceably removed from my life because of that. If it were something simple of oh lost power or something like that, that's the rules of the road. The you know the dreck hit the fan, got it. But letting loose a vampire on me and causing Valerie to become a vampire—some things I'm not free with letting go, and I'm not going to let this go. They don't want to take care of it. I said I would. I learned in Chicago, you do what you say. I'm going to do this.
2: He'll take a drink off of his hurlg, put it down. I mentioned at the barbecue that when you plan for revenge, you better dig two graves. If you keep in this line of work, somebody else get the better of you again. It's just how it is. You don't succeed at every job you do. Sometimes, there's other teams. Sometimes, you're the target. Sometimes, who knows what happens. If you carry that around with you, it will poison you. Yeah, it will. You might want to say it already has.
3: I can't let this go, Scrapper. I can't. I understand that I'm a target. I've already been a target. I was a target when I awoke, when I gained this magic. Don't believe me? Go find my father and ask him. He sold me. I've come to terms with that. I'm not coming to terms with somebody letting a vampire loose on me. I know you understand this, Scrapper. Somebody does you wrong like that, you don't just let it lie. Because then you're a target continually for the rest of your time, and your reputation has nothing anymore. I don't have a reputation right now in the shadows that I know of, but I'm not going to start with one as being a, a walking doormat For somebody to just do what they please with my life. If somebody comes at you, Scrapper, you have two choices. You either stand up and you fight back or you back down. But once you back down, you're going to keep backing down. What would you do if somebody came after Fire and Brimstone? What would you do, Scrapper? I'll push it farther. What if Fire or Brimstone was fragged? You had one left and you knew who did it. I could care less about the rest of the team. This guy, he's the one that messed with my lab. This guy is the one that let the vampire loose. This guy is going to die.
2: He's going to finish his beer. He's going to put it down. I don't know what I would do. I made some promises to some people who are no longer with us years ago that I would not return to the life of violence that I have led. So I don't know what I would do. Well, you could call me and I'd do it. That's almost as bad. Do I give up on everything that I have built since those days, the time that I have regained, or do I go back to doing what I did do? And we'll dramatically cut back over to Mary Sue and Howard.
0: Howard's called her bluff. He's
4: walking away.
1: Mary Sue's letting him walk away. He's not going to say it. She's not going to kill him. She's going to start grabbing her stuff out of the car, and she'll probably start walking and heading towards Scrapper's office.
4: I assume most of my stuff was relieved off my body when I was knocked unconscious but a professional prepares for these kinds of things that's why my phone is installed in my head so yeah <laughs> he's calling a cab okay
0: as you connect to the matrix you now know exactly where you are at oh what a shithole look at this neighborhood it's nothing but stuffer shacks and waffle houses awful
1: but yeah you will eventually hear Mary Sue walking up behind you
4: you need something else
1: no you can go I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do anything
4: fine I will I'm going <laughs> Okay. I'll say goodbye again. It'll be extra awkward this time.
1: The office is this way, Howard. I'm not following you. I have to go this way.
4: Do I have to go through the office to to get out of here? Am I, like, fenced in? Is that the way this place is built? Yeah. Yeah.
0: God, this is awkward. He mutters to himself. We'll cut back over into the office.
3: On property or off property, Scrapper? I would prefer off property. Thank you. With that, I will go back invisible... I'll leave the office, and I'll go wait right out front on the street.
0: You're going to hear the sound of two people arguing. One you will very easily recognize as Mary Sue's voice. The other will be Howard's voice. All right.
3: Well, then I'll uh, stay a moderate distance away from them, but I will be watching for Howard, and then I will follow him.
0: Mary Sue, are you going inside Scrapper's office? Yes. All right. When you go inside, can you make a visual perception test? So with foreheads on your perception test, looking around his little room, you're going to see that he's throwing a hurl can in the trash. And on the table with the little mouthpiece part facing away from where he's standing is another open can. It's got a little condensation on the outside. And as he turns around, he looks just, just a little bit frustrated or
1: annoyed. Um, thanks, Scrapper, but I don't think I'm going to want to have any more hurl again ever. But I appreciate you having one ready for me.
0: He'll look down at it, up at you, and then he'll pick it up and take it over to the trash can. So you need a new car. Mm Mm-hmm. He will begin to talk with you, Mary Sue, about cars that you're looking for. Mm Mm-hmm. So that he has an idea. Howard, you're going to stand outside for a couple of minutes before your taxi cab shows up? It's probably the worst Johnny Cab, too. Indignities never end. Probably the worst. As you go and get in, can you roll me a perception test of some kind? Yeah, that about covers it. Cab looks legit. With one success on your visual perception roll, you will notice is whatever side you're getting in on, when you open the door, the other side door just opens. So like both of the back doors are opening at the same time as you get in, and then the other one closes shortly after you get in.
4: Feels stuffy in here. What's that smell? Probably never watched these things. I quickly send the coordinates of my destination onto the automated driver car bot thing. Yep. Where are you driving off to? I've probably got a couple places. I'm sure just whatever one's closest. Sure. So you just go into like a bar or something? No, I mean like I probably have an apartment or at least a place to hang my hat.
0: Sure. The car will begin driving away. Mary Sue, is there anything you want to do with Strapper in the office?
1: She may look a little sad, but... Scrapper wants to delve. Scrapper could delve. But yeah, she's just gonna... Whatever cars he mentions, she's just gonna answer him in, like, quick one- or two-word answers.
0: After a couple of minutes of probing for car questions and not really getting anything, he will get up, go over to his fridge, pull out a jug, pull out some glasses, set them up on the table, and pour some moonshine for you. I take it you didn't get what you wanted.
1: No. No. I tried to treat him like a person and, and ask him just but no. Gave me some spiel about honor among thieves and if he tells me what happened then it's either gonna bring everything down or or it'll just make it worse to know that my life was insignificant and disposable.
2: He'll take a hit off of his moonshine, put it back down. There's a reason that when we go on these jobs the person giving you the job is a Mr. Johnson. He might have been able to give you a description, but who knows if he was wearing a mask, had a spell, any one of two or three different kinds of cyberware. Maybe it was even a drone that somebody was piloting. A fourth person removed from the person who actually wanted the job done. It's likely all he knew was that it was a Mr. Johnson.
1: So consider that, and, well, if he most likely doesn't even know anything what would it hurt to tell me If it was just gonna lead me to a dead end or have me chasing my tail what's what's the harm
2: he was partially right If you get a reputation for saying who hired you for all kinds of jobs the shadows talk mary hmm. what happens if in his next job one of his teammates decides that they don't want the loose end of somebody who squeals it does more than just drive him to a scrapyard in the middle of the night unconscious. Morgana found him, or at least I assume, because that is what she does. That is what a fixer does, is they do things for their teams. You guys drank to his demise just the other night.
1: I don't remember much about that night.
2: That doesn't surprise me at all.
1: So Morgana found him and gave him to us to kill?
2: He shrugs. Have
0: you drank the moonshine?
1: Yeah. Sipping.
0: He'll fill himself up with
2: another dose from his jug. A fixer's job is to find their teamwork, to find their team equipment, to find their team information, and to find their team people that they need. Some of you wanted to find this guy for whatever reason, and that's what she did. I can't speak to what she was going to do, but... She did it without asking what your plans were or why you wanted him. You simply said, we want this guy, Howard, a little bit of information, and then she went to work for you, for your team.
1: So if if I went to Morgana and asked her to find out who did this to us, she would try to do that? I
2: can't say what she will and will not do. However, she was able to find this guy. It may take a little longer, may take a lot longer, but it's not without the realm of possibility of something that she could do. Hmm. You really don't remember most of the end of that night, do
1: you? No. No. We were drinking a lot, sitting around the fire, and I I don't remember. Why am I missing something?
2: The reason. Secondary reason. Why I stopped working for her is because she broke the rules. She dealt with the dragon, Mary Sue, so that she still deals with that dragon. There's no telling what she is capable of.
1: Which dragon? Arubia. Mary Sue would have heard about this dragon. She lives in Seattle.
0: Probably. At the very least, tabloid things, or her flying over Seattle at certain times, just mm-hmm. like huh. around... She's more on the criminally connected side than on the public-facing Dunkleton kind of side. But a dragon that lives within your, air quotes, city limits is kind of a big deal.
1: Mm-hmm. So, you think she still works for this, Arubia?
2: I don't know. But if you're willing to break the rules once, what stops you from breaking the rules again?
1: hmm
0: and he's going to give you a real long look trying to figure out what's going on in your little elfie
2: head.
1: So there's cyberware you can put in your body to make your face change?
2: There is cyberware that lets you do a whole host of
0: things. And he'll get a smile on his face as the conversation turns from less serious things to more recreational and mm-hmm. smash cut to the back of a Johnny Cab. as it's driving through a downtown Seattle as it begins to rain. Not downtown Seattle, but you guys have an idea what I mean. Yes.
4: What a freaking day, man. Howard's probably just, I don't know, checking the pins on, like, where his stuff is. He must still have a connection to his car or whatever. Think about, like, maybe I should go get that. Nah, screw it, I'll wait later.
0: I don't think they did anything to mess with your car. Right. So you can just connect to it wirelessly and be like, go here. Well, then I should. Try to put this whole mess behind me,
4: until I'm ready to not put it behind me, if you know what I mean. I mean, at the very least, these people are getting a terrible review on Shadow Yelp.
3: I'm gonna lift the Ruger up towards his
0: head, and I'm just gonna squeeze the trigger. Armor-piercing rounds. Go ahead and roll to shoot him.
4: I'm probably in the middle of some grumbling monologue to myself, though. Just knowing, Howard. At the very least, a little rational courtesy of this, and then...
0: Looks like it was meant to be for So if you want to go ahead and roll your body plus armor, six. So you take nine points of presumably physical damage.
4: Hey, not great. Yeah, I will squeeze again.
0: Yep, I'm going to need you guys to roll initiative. So Howard, you were recently shot full of stick and shock earlier, still rolling around in most of that stun damage that you had. You were just shot more or less in the face, in the back of this Johnny Cab. What do you want to do?
4: I think Howard's just going to open the door and jump out the other end. That's the smart thing to do. So I tuck and roll.
0: Okay. Can you roll me gymnastics? Now that I can do. The Johnny Cab begins blaring two different warning messages. The first one is... Warning, gunshot detected. Warning, gunshot detected. The second one is... Please do not open your door while vehicle is in motion. Gunshot detected. Please do not open gunshot detected.
4: Aw, no, 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 as I'm just rattling the door handle. From there, it's just turning back around and looking my fate right in the eyes, yeah?
0: Uh, yeah, it would be Michael's turn if you're cool not rolling out of this thing with your zero successes.
4: no, that sounds right. I tried to do a thing, and I got no successes at it.
0: Michael, you see him go for the door, and the car begins blaring these warnings at you. You still have your Ruger with five bullets remaining. What would you like to do?
3: So with the gun still pointed at his head, Howard sees a green shimmer as Michael
4: pulls into view
0: as he squeezes the trigger. Oh, shit. Want to go ahead and soak 10P AP negative six?
4: No sense in prolonging the inevitable. That is a fatal gunshot. That is like even over my overflow,
0: too. Between the two of you, what does this look like as... Michael murders you
4: I want to think that there's at least a brief moment of eye contact and something of an understanding between the two of us, Michael You know we haven't had a lot of time to catch up but seeing you shimmer and appear in the cab right next to me, bushwhacking me like this it's fucked up it's not how I wanted to go out but you know you did right kid, you got me I'm keeping my word I told you it was not over between us I doubt I even have time to get off anything else. Just the uh, the recognition and the eye contact is all Howard wants to impart.
3: Yep. Squeeze the trigger.
4: Like, blow my head off? or
3: Yeah. Right through the cranium.
4: I got lots of valuable stuff in that head.
0: Michael, can you roll me edge real quick? So with two hits, so four hits on your medicine roll, and your luck of the two hits on your edge roll, and you blowing apart Howard's head... You're gonna see some bits of his insides, including some of his brain matter that is smeared across the inside of this cab. Which is now also blaring a night errand has been alerted message in addition to the gunshot detected message. You will see in the remains of Howard in the part of his skull that is smeared up against the passenger side window here in the back is some cybernetics that you recognize as two things. One, it looks like an internal comlink, and the second one looks like, not quite like a data jack, but looks like something very similar to a data jack. I know they can trace comlinks, but that data jack thing probably
3: would not be traceable with it being off, so I will grab that, I will astrally scrub the area, and I will bust out of the cab if I need to
4: don't gloss over it you like stick your fingers into the suffering wound of what was left of my head and then you pull a piece of machinery out of that
0: it's gross so the cab is going to pull over and it's gonna be remain in the vehicle shots have been fired Night Aaron has been alerted medical emergency services are on their way you will be billed for this stay in the vehicle shots have been fired night Aaron
4: it's his bill not
0: mine I love that final
4: indignity do you know what this is going to do to my credit rating?
0: You're able to get out of the cab and kind of go off into the night.
3: Hit that invisibility, astrally scrub my presence. I don't have anything else left there. Once I'm a safe, good distance away, I'll uh, pull out a cigar, light it up. Sorry it took so long, Val. walk off in through the night, figuring out what to do next.
0: Recording of the new year and much ado about Howard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do about Howard? Oh.
0: Nice. Yeah, I like that. Um, it's a troll-sized multi-tool, so it's probably a, a two-hander for you.
1: <laughs> Hedge clippers? Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm gonna roll some dice.
1: You <gasps> gotta roll dice you will ah, it's exciting wait for him to come to hopefully not in real time
4: <laughs> does, mean, does mean I just come to <laughs> I was waiting on a prompt or something sorry that was and prompt. then Prompt he wakes up
0: <laughs> can you roll me a perception test of some kind
4: so true story I have a quality called oblivious so my perception <laughs> is actually very bad <laughs> let's see that's eight but i think it's like minus
0: three because of this quality let's just say five yeah howard are you surprised in this situation or do you want to roll for
4: it sounds like i botched my perception roll so yeah i don't think i notice any of this coming right, i don't have any go ahead enhanced senses or anything like that okay yep i'm gonna need you guys to roll initiative oh i don't think i need to roll initiative i'm pretty sure that kills me oh no wait i have one box yep one box That'll
3: let me roll 5d6, you say? Yep, so it'll be 7 plus 5d6.
4: Well, only fair thing to do is also go 5d6. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to do
0: the one where I go first. Okay. That's what winners do. It's a power shadow run move. Howard, if you want to go ahead and roll to not be shot. You better believe it. I'm full defensing, too. I want
3: to live. With all those negatives? I want to (laughs) live.
4: Zero. I got lots of valuable stuff in that head. Not anymore. Don't gloss over it. You, like, stick your fingers into the suffering wound of what was left of my head. And then you pull a piece oh, of machinery no. out of that. That's gross.
0: Oz, have fun with the sound effects, with the squelching and the squishing and the... Please do. And the grossness of this moment. Yeah, man, get
4: real nasty. Spoiler alert. I did.
0: <laughs> um, it's his bill,
4: not mine. I love that. Final indignity. Yeah hope he got the yen. I think he's got bigger
3: problems. (laughs)
4: Uh, Nothing to lose his head over. uh, Do you know what this is going to do? to My credit rating?
0: As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh, tell your friends. You know, that's the easiest way to, to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to journal on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Potamikis and for use with the Without a Net podcast. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast in any official capacity whatsoever. Music and sound effects are provided by Sirenscape, and I don't think I need to add anything else. So. Sound Guy Oz here. Once again, the excellent music you've heard. Today was Ipanema Daydream, produced by Bird Creek Royalty Free and found on the YouTube. Sound effects are provided by
4: freesound.org and by Sirenscape, all of which is covered under the Creative Commons license. Catch you next week.